0: Hello America I've been waiting to cut this show In particular Coming with that fire on tonight's episode Man, oh man, oh man The rapper Killer Mike A southern rapper from out of Atlanta I'm going to say it again Southern rapper Killer Mike from out of Atlanta Was speaking at a function And he stated at this function, it was a conference, I guess, about issues that was that's going on in the black community today. And it was a panel and he was a guest up on a panel. And it looked like maybe some of the other people could have been pastors or community activists, people. I don't know. It was just from different backgrounds. But Killer Mike went in up on the panel. Let's put some respect on that brother's name. He went in on a panel, America, and spoke facts about the condition and the mindset of our community today. The rapper Killer Mike stated that blacks are not ready for the revolution. Woo, I'm going to say it again. He stated that the black community is not ready for The revolution. Oftentimes, we get around these pro black conscious figures and they talk that shit, America. They talk it good, too. Ooh, they talk it good. We get around them street prophets that want to be on the sidewalk, want to kick some knowledge, but the government paying for your apartment. You want to kick some knowledge. But government paying for your apartment. Oh, whoo. All right. He stated and he asked the crowd, you up here talking about revolution? Let me ask you, how many of y'all train in the martial arts? How many of y'all are right now training in the martial arts? Nobody raised their hand in this crowd. It looked like it was hundreds of people. He asked, how many of y'all grow your own crop? One person raised their hand. I doubted that that person was doing some real true blue farming work. I did farming work. My grandparents owned over 175 acres of land in Statesboro, Georgia, and I worked on that farm. I drove tractors. I picked crops. I fed chickens, pigs. I did it all. I did it all. I did everything you could do on the farm. I did it in the summertime. I left New York and went to Statesboro, Georgia and did it. I meet people in the South right now. They might live in rural areas, but they ain't no real farmers. They're not real country folks. Their hands ain't never uh, went out in no field in the middle of the hot sun in July at 11 a.m. or 12 p.m. and pick crop. But let me get back on track here now. He also asked the crowd, how many of y'all shoot every day? Meaning, how many of y'all are trained to shoot, to take guns apart, put them back together? How many of you out there at the rifle range training? No one raised their hand. Now this is a crowd, an audience full of black Americans, black men and women out there. And he said, then guess what? Black people, you ain't trained to revolt against shit. He stated that black people are just as much as part of the system as white folks in gentrification. We play a role into the chaos that goes on out here in America. Yes, he did. He spoke the truth. He went in. He went in. And guess what? I I like the fact that he went in. Because like I said, you listen to a lot of conscious people. And I know we like to watch uh, all these people that be on YouTube, Red Pill and all of them and this and that. But come on, look, I'm a vet. These brothers here, these conscious brothers talking all that yin-yang. These brothers can't even run two miles straight. In the Army, I had to run two miles with my sack on. That was minimal. In the Marines, they run two miles like it ain't nothing. A lot of our own black people can't even fight for one minute straight. And I don't care. I'm talking about real fight. I'm talking about grappling, locks and stuff. Not out there swinging like a girl and you just get lucky and knock somebody down. I'm talking about if the shit hit the fan today. Or tomorrow, and someone come through your door, would you be able to hold up in a fight for over three minutes? Because let me tell you something: forty seconds in a fight, and you're not in a good shape, you're gonna be woofing. Like I know some old men out here be trying to step to guys that's way younger to them. I'm like, dude, you get out here and get into a fight, and somebody put you in a chokehold, you liable to have. A heart attack or if you put somebody else in a chokehold, you liable to have a heart attack. But he he stated some interesting facts. America and particularly black America. We missing the bullet. No pun intended. Look how we raise our kids today. Look how we raise our kids today. First of all, the black community ain't ready for no revolution for one factor. We're not unified. Every group in America is far more unified than us. The Hispanics, the Arabs, everyone white, everybody far more unified than black America. We're too fragmented. Hell, the black man and black woman came to get along with each other. You put guns in our hands, we might shoot down our own women or our women might shoot us down. Or our own women, better yet, might even sell us out to the enemy. So, we're not even unified. We're not even operating on a unified level. You got all these churches out here in different denominations and stuff that we can't, we can't even sit down on Sunday together and fellowship. So, if the shit hit the fan today, we'll be too big. We have so many gangs in our communities and, and, and the black community amongst the black race. We'll, we, you give us guns, we'll turn on each other. Our mindset is not even developed for revolution. Hell, a lot of people in the community probably can't even spell revolution. And, and, and just not only that, our health condition, obesity is rampant. Sucking down that barbecue, pig feet, perlo and all that is rampant. What are you going to fight and defend your child if someone come through the door? You'll have a heart attack. Even if you got word that a revolution was taking place in the street, it didn't even come through your front door yet, you just got word about it, you will probably fall out from a heart attack, from fear. We're not trained. Like I said, our kids stay in the house all day and then we sit in the church and we think church alone is going to save them. Our kids don't even know how to grow a plant. Don't even know how to plant a seed. Don't even know how to plant a seed. And Killer Mike was Right. How can you talk about revolution and we're missing the fundamental basics that make, uh, that, that helps us to sustain ourselves independently. We're not ready for that. We shouldn't be discussing a revolution. If we're going to talk about a revolution first thing first, we need an internal revolution. The revolution starts with inside you. If you out here and you fat and overweight and I don't care if you get offended by me saying fat, you know you fat. Guess what? You need to be in the gym. I look at my young black women today and their 20s, 20 and these girls didn't even have kids yet. And they stomach sagging halfway past their kneecaps. Got a pussy gut. And you're not even 29 yet. Didn't even have a child yet. What are you going to look like if you have two kids? You see our women at McDonald's and all these fast food places sucking down sodas and burgers and fries. And then we feed it town kids. And we're polluting our kids' bodies with that stuff. Now, is something brewing on the horizon? I do believe in my lifetime I'm going to see some shit go down in this country. And I just wonder where our people are at. But, but guess what? There's a change taking place. Conversations like this, stimulating the minds, is waking people up. That black church has crippled our communities it has crippled us spiritually and mentally i stated earlier it's outdated it lives its intents and purposes the black church came to keep families together the family is the building block of the community and of the country and if we can't keep our family again you like i said you a pastor and you sitting there and watching your child go through a divorce or your or your church members go through a divorce and you can't even help mend them back together or make an effort listen here little nigga you need to go sit down somewhere Your time is up, because mike said we we don't we can't even feed ourselves. I know black women they've ordered food, and I'm not just busting on black women because black men do it too, but I, I, sometimes I'm around black women I'm around the sisters, and one sister I worked with talk about how she buy food every day of the week and she spend like forty fifty dollars on fast food, but she wonder why she Obese and, and 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 out of shape. I said, "Won't you cook enough food? First of all, healthy food, but cook enough food that lasts you three days, so you don't have to go out and buy food." And we're all running to fast food restaurants and McDonald's and all these different places, Bojangles and all that. We're gonna do when those places shut down and you can't, you don't know how to cook, you don't know how to live off the land. I talked to a friend of mine that lived in New York. I said, if, if the revolution ever take place, if it ever happens, people in New York are done for. It. I would want to be in that state if something hit the fan. You know why? Because, it, it, well, in the boroughs, in the boroughs, now New York go all the way up to Canada. People upstate would be better off than people in the inner city. Why? Because people in the inner city have no agricultural skills. And that's another thing that's hurting our, our black community. We lack agricultural skills. When my grandparents grew up, they grew everything. Everything they ate, they grew. If they were going to eat meat, they killed it. It was was an animal they had on the land, they killed it. We have assimilated so far into mainstream culture, or you want to say white American culture, we lost a lot of our attributes that help us operate independently. We run to everybody else to buy merchandise and goods. We don't even have our own stores in the community. So how can we talk Big willy stuff? And he stated, he said, you revolutionary want to go out here and you send these young boys out to die like the army on the street? You're telling them to fight against the cops? The cops are trained. I worked in law enforcement. They're trained to shoot, to take you down. Black people, a lot of y'all don't even know how to hold a weapon properly. Let alone how to load one up. And you think you're going to go out there and, and and take out the police? Or these militia groups where they got hundreds of guns in their house and they kids five years old and they know how to train and shoot the weapons and clean them? They kids five years old and they'll pop one in your noodle. I talked with another black soldier one time. And we talked about this. like, man, you know, if the revolution ever happened, you think... Uh, Black people can hold up. He's like, we won't stand a damn chance. We won't stand a damn chance. Now, 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 America, that's not me being gloomy on the black race. Because what I'm just doing is, I'm just telling you what Killer Mike stated earlier, right? And what he stated was, you got these fake revolutionaries sending out our young black men out here to die. He even stated, he said, you pay your uh, speeder ticket. So why are you trying to tell the young to go out there and rebel against a system that they're not even trained in? You look at it today now, the young generation don't even know what gender they're in. The girls don't know, that the girls want to be men and the boys want to be women. And then you got these girls in their 20s, they, they don't even know how to, these, these young women growing up today don't even know how to be a wife. They don't even know how to be a woman first. They don't understand that you have a, uh, God made you to play a specific gender role. We are not equal. Men and women are not equal. Women can do things that men can do and men can do things that women can't do. And our people are confused on the basics, the fundamental basic building block that helps create and establish a healthy community. Where the hell are we going talking about being revolutionaries? The revolution starts with yourself. That's the reason it won't be televised. It starts with yourself first. You need to train. You need to work out. You need to get healthy. You need to get conscious. You need to realize that family services and child child support court, these people are not your friends. You laying down with the enemy. That's a snitch. Running to these systems, we got to have, we have to get a code back in our black community. Too of our women running down there to family court systems and to these solicitors and stuff. That's dry snitching. And there and, and they, they need to be a punishment for that in the community if you out here socializing with organizations that are known for tearing down the black family and breaking up black families. How can we fight against an enemy if if our women are running down the court and, and playing a role in fragmenting the family? You, you're going to wear that snitch jacket. You're going to wear a snitch jacket. And, and once we get that code developed, if if you break out of, like, look, look, there's a lot of elements that is needed in order before you get to a revolutionary status. First one, family. Family, cause who are you gonna defend during the revolution? Can't just be out there defending yourself, family. We have to start learning how to get along with each other. We have to real, what happened in the black community and not just the black community, but America, but I'm talking about the black community. We don't value marriage anymore. Our women walk out that front door like it ain't damn nothing anymore and take the kids with them. Our men are not around to raise the kids. Our women are more in love with the church than they are with their own husband. We have to get back to the basics. Family. We don't value family like that. The church has given up on the black family. We don't value family. If we're going to reproduce, we we need to have a code. And I'm going to tell you something. Churches don't provide a, a... a behavioral structure for women to follow to be good women. How they're supposed to talk to their man. How they supposed to be supportive. They don't provide that. You look at every other religion. Even the Eastern Orthodox Church. Look at Islam, Judaism, all other faiths. Their women are more loyal to their family and committed to their family and their man. Which is part of that family than you see in the black church today. I done seen pastors get up and preach and tell these women they don't need no man. You need to be kicked out of my beloved country. I was about to say something else, but it was pretty harsh. But guess what? You need to be removed from society. And like I said, I'm a firm believer. I think we live in a crucial time that these churches that are are anti-black family and allowing for families to fall apart. You go in a church, you see all these single women. You a cancer to our community. You a cancer to the revolution. We need to off you guys. Start identifying where your church is located at and taking these churches out. See, Haiti set the perfect example for revolution. They got rid of the mulattos and and the whites off the island, the slave masters. And that's what we have to do with our community. And I'm not talking about a revolution in the sense of going out in the street, going after white people. No, I'm talking about to re Structure and rebuild our community, creating businesses, uh, hiring black cops in our community. And, and uh, trust me, I'm not anti-white American nothing. My thing is every group of people have a role to play in order to make America a great place. If the black community is messed up and dysfunctional and the family is dysfunctional, America is going to be dysfunctional. It's just like if you allow a bunch of legal immigrants to come in, that's, that's a group of people that's going to create a dysfunctional behavior in America. So we all have a role to play if we're going to be revolutionaries. My idea of revolution is not going out getting a gun and shooting somebody and stuff, but you should be trained in how to use a weapon. I'm trained. You should be trained how to use a weapon to protect yourself and your family. God forbid someone come through the door and try to harm you. Or your children. We have to start developing self-love for one another. Get a real sense of spirituality back into us. Not a set of rituals running up and down the aisle in your church and talking in tongues and stuff. That that's bogus, man. That that crap ain't doing nothing for the community. Now I'm not telling you not to be Christian because that's your right. I fought for everybody to have a religious freedom right. But I'm just saying. The, the church today has become so cliche and cliquish. And I'm just not dwelling on the church. But these are some of the elements we, have to, we need to start pooling our money together to build businesses. Circulate the dollars in our community. Like, just like how the Asians buy from each other. The Jews buy from each other. Well, black Americans need to do the same thing. Instead of taking your car to Mako, take your car over to the black mechanic in town. But if we do that, I tell you, black mechanic, you have to make sure you're a working professional. You need to be there. You don't need to be smoking no weed. Your workers don't need to be smoking no weed. Y'all need to have the same uniforms on. You can't be on no hood ghetto crap. See, we have to get in order. We need structure to get in order. We don't need a leader. We just need to get in order. We need to be able to lead ourselves, but in unison. If you understand what I am saying. And now back to our young males. Get these young males out the house matter of fact, our women and and sons need to be trained in martial arts. You got these boys out here that's obese gut in the front they got titties bigger than a woman. No, we need to be trained look, you need to learn some self-defense. I'll be forty years old Lord willing on in September 10th There's no record of anyone knocking me out ever in my life. From the streets of New York to Orangeburg, South Carolina, Statesboro, Georgia, down to Columbia, South Carolina. Not saying I can't get the business of somebody run up on me, but I'm comfortable enough where I can defend myself. I'm comfortable enough in my hand skills from military training, martial arts when I was younger, Taekwondo, uh, being on a wrestling team, different things that I had, different school of thought, taking Krav Maga. I'm not really badass, not by a long shot, but I'm comfortable of defending myself or my kids if I'm out and about. It's not going to be you run down on the Red Baron and, and, and just drop me in my tracks or I take off running from you. Now, if it's 50 of you, I'm booking because that's smart. I'm, I'm not Superman. I'm not no Marvel comic book hero. I'm booking. Hell, if it's 10 of you, I'm booking. But two or three? You might be in for a little bit of a fight. I know there's something called a number game. But still. I'm comfortable with defending myself. We have to get back to the fundamental basics. We have to get back to the fundamental basics. Now keep in mind. Like I said. Revolution is just not about shooting somebody. It's about the change within ourselves. We have to start studying our higher selves. And our lower selves. And what do you mean by that? Higher self. Righteousness. Consciousness. Spirituality. Lower self. Ignorance. Anger, hate, jealousy, we need to be able to identify those traits in us and, and work on erasing them or keeping them at a minimum so we can function together as a community. And I know oftentimes when I talk like this, some of my white brethren get upset because they feel like I'm excluding them or I'm anti them. No, I'm not saying that. And I also, but I get offended because I said why every other group could talk about doing what's right for their community and their race. But soon I talk about, hey, we need to start. Building our own school. We need to do this and that. It's a problem. We're the only group of people in America. It's a problem. Now, like I told you before, I don't care if you're a Moor, you're African-American, if you're a Hebrew Israelite, if you're a uh, nation of Islam, if you're uh, Orthodox Islam, we got to put the religious stuff aside and come together for the greater good of our community. And he brought up an interesting fact. like He was just showing like how bad when you try to revolt how bad the European could turn on you or the government could turn on you. He said, look what he did to Haiti. Haiti's still suffering today from getting their freedom. If you didn't know, Haiti was the first free uh, country on this side of the hemisphere that won their freedom from slavery. But they also suffered uh, trading blocks where they can't trade with other countries. And it, it impacts the economic system today. He said, look at Liberia. Look look what happened to them when we went over there. Now, th- once again, that does not mean we're not supposed to try. Yes, we should be trying. Every day we should be trying. We need to be working out. We need to be learning how to be more independent. Grow our own crop. Get the hell out of the apartments. There's a reason why... More black families or black individuals are declined for housing. Because if you have a house with a little bit of land, you could do something with it. You could grow a garden, your neighbor get together, y'all grow a garden and create a, a, a community garden of crop. Of crop. Of vegetables and stuff and fruits. But they don't want you thinking like that. So what they're doing now, they're packing all of us up in these apartments. And you can't do anything about it. And the rent is high as hell. It's higher than what you pay for a house. And you look around. You starting to see more and more of our black people getting stuck in these apartments. But we got nice cars outside. See we're, see that, see how we're messed up? That money we spent on that nice car. We should have been buying a house. Or buying some acres of land. The, the, the car is not going to be worth anything. Someone could come along and, and crash into it and total it out. But boy, it was killing Mike Wright. Are, are, are we not ready for a revolution? How many of y'all out there believe we're ready for a revolution? I want to know, America. I want to know. How many of you out there believe, if, if it went down tomorrow, that you'll be ready? Or you run to your pastor and, and, and y'all run through the church and do three laps and speak in tongues and fall out and roll over somebody have to throw a blanket on top of you and say that's going to protect you. We have to start thinking on a more critical level. Like I said we live in a changing time. I tell you right now, if these legal, when these illegal immigrants finish migrating here, Give them five years, they're going to have their own community. Less than that, I say two and a half years. They'll have their own community, their own job, they're going to have their own plaza, and black people still won't have nothing. I live in Columbia, South Carolina, I don't see a black-owned plaza yet, with just strictly black businesses. I, myself, I used to own an embroidery company. Until the flood that hit South Carolina damaged our shop. So you thought, hey, do you have your own business? Yeah, and I also got the podcast show. That's my business too. This is my line of work. This is what I do. I, I own it. It's not owned by anyone else. I do the producing, the editing, and I do it all on my own. But we have to get back to the basics. I I myself, and, I, and start small. You probably say, I don't know where to start. How am I I'm supposed to grow crop? What do you do? You go to Walmart. This, this, this is what you do in America. Go to Walmart. Go in the plant section. Get yourself a flower pot. And some seeds, some tomato seeds or pepper seeds and some soil and pour the soil in, put the seeds in, water it twice a week or three times a week, however much you need to do, depending on where you live at. And start learning how to grow crop on a small level like that. Then you expand to a bigger level. You might get a bigger flower pot and have tomatoes growing off uh, out of that flower pot. But you could do it. We have to learn how to be more self we got to be learn how to be more independent. We have to stop relying on everyone. We got to get out. We got to get off that Section 8 housing. We got to get off the food stamp. We got to get out there. And I know some people are man, you working for pennies. But guess what? It's your pennies earned. Because it is about what you do with those pennies, not necessarily what you earn. Because you could earn millions of dollars and still be broke. It's about what you do with your money. We need to get more community-minded and community-oriented. That's what we need to do. That, how many of y'all live in an apartment complex and you don't even know your neighbor's name or your own uh, 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 or a neighborhood? We don't even own. I, I don't know my neighbor's name and I'm guilty of it myself. I know what they look like, but I don't even know their name. You know what? That's the challenge, America. This week. When you walk out your front door, and you see and they say, "Hey, hey, stop. What's your name? I'm such and such. What's your name? We need to get more familiar with each other. We cannot walk past each other like we're on this stranded island. Where each one of us is an individual island. And I'm going to cut another show later on. i am telling you America's was going to be a good one. About should we leave America. And it was between two conscious group of people talking. And they had very interesting points. But I wrote to them in a message box. Can we do that here in the United States? Can we form our own communities in the United States? I'm working on something myself here in Columbia, South Carolina, where I want to start forming my own community hub. Like I said, I subscribe to a conscious school of thought. I'm not gonna necessarily tell y'all what I subscribe to, but with that, our women gonna be dressed modestly in a certain way. Our young daughters is gonna watch their mouths and not be disrespectful. Our boys will be in training to become men. And what we do is we're gonna eventually develop a community of our own. Right here in Colombia. I don't care if it's an apartment complex. When we start moving in to that apartment complex. I've seen it happen in New York where these group I think it was Muslim. They all start moving into the same apartment building. Before you know it, the whole apartment building was them. And they're praying and worshiping together. We have to start doing the same thing. Moving the same direction. See, the church don't provide that structure. That's why it has failed. We need that structure where our women are covered. Their heads is covered. uh, They're trained. See, the church don't train our women and men how to be men and women. They don't. That's why you got a lot of divorce going on inside the church. If you have a lot of divorce going on, you can't have a revolution because that means that we're at ends and we're enemies with each other. But, it, but what we need to do is have a structure where the women are trained on how to be wives, supportive how to speak kind words, and the men need to be trained, how to be uh, protectors, providers, how to run a household and speak respectfully to their woman uh, in front of their children. There's a lot, of, a lot of elements that we need to learn to better our community and ourselves. But Killer Mike was right. I mean, he spoke the truth. He spoke the truth. Don't send your babies out there to fight with cops. They're going to lose. Al Sharpton will not be coming to your town to march for you. or Kelly show of hell ain't going to write no song for you. Your child will just be dead. They'll just be dead. So are we ready for that revolution? Remember, it starts with you. Tomorrow, get up early. Do a few push-ups some sit-up. Change your diet. If you're eating pork, throw it out. That's that's horrible food. Throw it out. If you eat McDonald's, stop going there. If you're overweight, get your apple cider vinegar and start. get a, a subscription at a what is it? At a gym. At any gym. It doesn't have to be Westminster gym, but at any gym. Get out and start walking. Walking one of the greatest exercises. That's the thing. Our kids and our people don't even like to be outside in the heat anymore. I hear so many people, oh, it's too hot there. I'm not going out there. But you need that vitamin E from the sun that vibrates your body. Make you healthy. All this trash you put in our body, putting in your body, it has artificial flavoring and coloring and all that stuff. And that helps build up Cancer in your body. It creates abnormal cells. We need to start coming together. If, you, if, if you're in the Columbia area, I, say I don't care if you're a church person or more Hebrew, Israelite, we need to start having panels. Nationwide, we need to be having panels. What can we do to fix our communities? To improve them. I you know, If we had something going in another country like Jerusalem or somewhere like that, I might look into it after five years and see how is running and what type of citizenship we have. But right now we live here in America and we have to start being better neighbors and better community figures to our community and to our families. It starts right here. Because if you don't, if you if you run somewhere else and you didn't take a stand here, you're not gonna take a stand in the new land. If you're lazy here, you're gonna be lazy in the new land. We have to change our mind. We have to change our minds. So once again. This is your host of Red Baron Boots on the Street podcast. I'm not gonna hold you guys up, but check out Killer Mike when he stated it's on YouTube. He stated, "Are we ready for a revolution? Get your kids involved in martial arts, America. Get them involved. You know a sensei uh, or get a sensei or someone that's pretty decent at it, and let them train them with the basics. If someone have a basement, let's start doing. See, we start doing for ourselves. Turn the basement." Into a place where we can train for martial arts. Get our kids punching gloves so they can learn the fundamental basis of throwing a punch the right way so they don't break their wrist or their hand. Instead of you spending money on Jordans and all that, put them in martial arts class. Keep them fit, give them discipline and structure, and they'll be trained to defend themselves. Go buy yourself a gun. Learn how to load it. Learn how to shoot it. Go to the fire range. Get comfortable with it. Guns don't kill people, but people holding guns do. Like I said, learn how to do the fundamental basis of planting seeds and growing crops. You can do it right from your own apartment if you live in an apartment. I want to encourage you, America. I'm a strong supporter of our community, and I'm encouraging us to do better. We know better now, so it's time to do better. Get some spirituality in yourself. You don't have to go to church. If you don't want to go to church, that's fine. Start looking up the moral science movement. Start looking up Hebrew Israelite. There's movements out there that fit your needs. Moral science didn't cover everything, but there's movements out there that, that fits your spirituality. if church is not working for you. We're trying to build a community where women are faithful to their husband in the marriage and the husband are faithful to their women and we don't utter that. Very nasty, nasty, horrible word that's called divorce, which is a cancer to the black community. So I'm not going to hold you up. Once again, this is your host, Red Baron of Boots on the Street Podcast. Check me out. You can reach me at streets at gmail.com. If you want to get interviewed or you want to have further discussions, that's my email account. I'm also under the name Red Baron on Facebook. And you can also find me on Boots on the Streets podcast on Twitter. Write to me. Let me know what you think. Are we ready for a revolution? Once again, we're not out here trying to shoot people. Are we just ready for serious change in our community? This is the Red Baron. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Be blessed and have a good night. Good evening, America. How are you all doing? I'm doing well. I hope you enjoyed your weekend. Well, I was on YouTube, which is one of my favorite things to do on the weekend. I like surfing YouTube videos. And I came across a video about China on NBC News. This was just recorded the other day, literally. And it was about how China... Is implementing a social credit score in society. And I think this is out of control. This social credit score is based off on. How well of a citizen you are. How you conduct yourself. And you can use the credit score. To buy homes. Cars. Ride trains. Airplanes. Etc. The credit score you start off with is at 1,000. Obviously, the lower it gets, the more restrictions you have on you where you can't do basic society functions. And this is in China. This is in China. In the next few years, it's gonna be mandatory for every citizen to have a credit score. And I'm gonna get into the dangers that is behind this. Now, like I said, the credit score starts off at 1,000. If you go to, uh, if, you know, uh, if you go to college and you get a degree, your score goes up. They give you more points for getting a degree, being more educated. If you help someone out, that's uh, let's say someone's in a car wreck and you call the uh, cops. Or an ambulance in China or whatever. How the situation goes. Your score goes up. You lend someone money, your score goes up. But if you're not a good citizen, if you party too much, if you're drinking... Playing video games, they said, for long periods of hours. Now, this was on NBC News. And they say if you're playing video games for a long time, uh, let's say maybe six hours a day, your score goes down lower. Partying with your friends on the weekend, going out, getting hammered, drinking, your score goes down lower. You could party, but if they find out that you're drinking too much, your score goes lower. Now, some of you Americans might say, well, how do you know if you're partying and drinking? This is one of the dangers. They have thousands thousands hundreds of thousands of cameras that are being installed in china to scan your face and soon as it scans your face it automatically sends back i guess your face scan and it lets the system know who you are so basically they they're watching you 24 7 walking down the street going into the store your face is constantly being scanned if they, they stated that uh, if you get in an argument with someone in public Or you have a, a verbal dispute And you start using profanity Your score goes down lower That's right America That's right your score goes down lower Now what I say the danger behind this is If your score drops down so low You can't catch a calf You can't buy a house Or rent an apartment They say if your score is even at a certain uh, Rate If it gets down too low, you can't even put your children in certain schools. This is how serious this is. It's even going to affect your children. That means you want to send your children to a top-of-the-line private school in China? Nope, they can't go. Your credit score is too low. Your social credit score. Let me say that again. Your social credit score is too low. Let me tell you something. That would not fly here in America. And I hate to say it, especially with my black people. I guess we wouldn't be getting... Anything out here. We wouldn't be buying no cars. It wouldn't be no Dodge Chargers running around here. We wouldn't get nothing. Rappers out here using profanity. uh, Them Bentleys that you guys have. You would not be buying those. I mean just. A matter of fact. Let me say. I'm not going to target black people. Take out politicians. As much as they lie. Hillary Clinton. As much as they be lying and stuff. And snakes in the grass. I could imagine what some of our politicians credit score would look like. It just wouldn't fly in America we have too much going on in this country and and society ills and and uh stigma and racism and all type of stuff going on I mean and not only that with the influx of uh illegal immigrants how will we uh rate them because when they have certain limits that they can't perform and, and participate in society they can't get certain jobs like so how would that affect them so this that couldn't really fly in America i could see america maybe one day trying to do something similar to that but let me tell you something you have to watch the tv series on netflix called black mirror i'm going to say it again it's called black mirror and just to give you a breakdown of the netflix series it takes place in the future not too far in the future like with cars flying in the air no it's like near future Uh, still you know kind of like what it is today but a little bit further in the future and it shows how technology can get out of control how it could actually hinder us as citizens and this season five episode is off the chain it shows you how virtual reality can really become dangerous And, and what happened is you see in the series that some people And, like, each episode is different about different ways of technology is affecting us and impacting us or could impact us. And they had an episode similar to this where people had apps on their phones. It was, like, not virtual reality, but what's the word? Maybe augmented reality? Like, what they're trying to implement now? Anyway, you have the app, like a hologram app, and it's constantly showing your your social score. And there was an episode where the woman wanted to buy a house, but... She she got, I think she like ran into someone and she asked some words, it lowered her score, and she would decline the housing loan. Now, they say in China that can actually happen. If your score dropped down so low, and I'm not talking about cause you start off at a thousand, like if your score gets around, I guess, like 500, you you don't you can't get approved for certain loans. They won't approve you for certain loans, America. That's crazy. My thing is. This that social credit score could throw people back into poverty. Cause if you can't rent a, a, a apartment or get a house and your score is too low, so where do you live? What if you and your wife have a bad argument. And, and 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 let me tell you something, America. They're putting cameras in people's homes to monitor even how they act in their homes. So China, you're not gonna be safe. It's like. Big brother all over again. You're, you're not going to be safe. Not even in your own home. You're not even going to have privacy. And when they interview the people in China and they ask them about this, like how they feel about their privacy being invaded, they was all right with it. They're already brainwashed. Were they, were they okay with it? They say if your score dropped down so low, you can't even go in the grocery store and buy foods. That's crazy. That is crazy China is out of control with technology I'm just And then the constant spying And, and, and I understand like you have uh, Situations going on now Where they try to ban certain technology And phones from China China is not playing when it comes down to spying on us Like, like I question like About the technology we put in our house That come from China If they're doing this to their citizens What make you think they won't create a product That could spy on us I just watched a, a, a video on YouTube how they say there's certain apps on the iPhone that's that's recording you at nighttime while you sleeping. Is technology out of control, America? Have we gotten to the point where we're relying on it so much that we can't even function as citizens? Think about this. And I know this might be going off track just a little bit, but I'm gonna come back to this credit score thing. If you're trying to call somebody Let's say you're dating someone or you have a girlfriend or boyfriend and your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend don't pick up the phone. You guys like kind of out with each other. By them not answering the phone, that creates anxiety with you or depression. They don't respond to your text message create anxiety or depression. Imagine we didn't have text messaging no more or a smartphone and and you have to go back to face to face communication. You wouldn't have that same anxiety feeling because how we interact would be more personal. So that just shows you right there how like technology could have an impact on your mental health in in slight form. And I wonder with this credit score system, what type of anxiety is going to cause for this uh, for the citizens there? I I could imagine like being a single parent in China and you do something crazy, you get in an argument and your score drop and now you can't buy food for your kids. Or you can't buy a bigger home for your kids A social credit score And oh, oh It doesn't stop there America Bad citizens will be broadcasted That have lower scores Throughout the day That's right They're going to have a system set up where Bad citizens Their faces and a video of them Will be up throughout the day broadcasting them they also talking about Having an app That shows who around you Imagine your Google Map. All right, imagine your Google Maps app but with social credit score. It's going to have a map that shows people that are around you and it's going to let you know who's around you is in debt. That's right America. It's going to let you know the people that are around you on this app that are in debt. Just totally exposing people's privacy. And it's gonna let you know also know who's not loyal to the government. Imagine that in America. Now I would be curious about that. I would be very, very curious. Like who I'm standing next to that's anti-government, anti-Trump, are they pro-me too? Are they some feminists? because you know, a lot of people are hiding their political views. And I go out often and I come across all different walks of people, races, age groups, and Everybody has a different view on what's going on in society, with politics, about family. Uh, I find the younger generation, and I'm not labeling them all, but I find the younger generation in their 21 to like 30, they're not really pro-family. And they're heavily into this blurred gender role concept. Yeah, so I'm curious to find out. Who around me that's anti government? America, how would you feel if they bought something like this to the United States? And it stuck with you like your real credit score. How would you feel? And I, I, I wonder because you know in China, mostly everyone in China is Chinese. But if you bought it to America, could they rig it where certain groups of people, they score drop faster based off of their political Affiliation or their sexuality Or their religious affiliation Could it lower their credit score Their social credit score How many times you go to church they lower your social credit score I, I, I wonder Now when they interview the Chinese people They said this it helps them to want to become better citizens. It encourages them to be better citizens. Yeah I bet it encourages you to be a better citizen. Because if your score is too low. You can't even buy groceries. You can't put a roof over your head. Yeah I'll become a model citizen too. If if you tell me I can't buy a car. Or buy gas in my car. Or groceries. I don't want to starve. But the question is. Who defines what a model citizen is? Huh? Huh America? I know this is China. And they have their country is totally different from the united states so they they operate totally different from us so they their their idea of a model citizen is well they they run by a dictatorship so it's totally different than how we see what a model citizen is in the united states or how we view what a model citizen is in the united states but yeah like if you have a bad credit score you can't get a cap that's crazy I mean, this is really, really crazy. And NBC News aired it. So you go back on YouTube and you can look it up. You can can look it up. And I advise you to check it out. Because we're witnessing early stages of technology going too far. It's going to change the way humans interact with each other. Also, having a social credit score... Prevents us from being genuine with one another. Guess what? Sometimes someone might need to be cursed out. Sometimes someone might need to be yelled at and put in place. You can't walk around with smiles and grins all the time. That's that's like a fake utopia. You can't do that. I guess the state of New York will have one of the lowest social credit scores there is in the United States if they uh has a social credit score running in America. I could imagine what what that would look like in the Bronx or Harlem or somewhere. Check it out. My personal opinion, I I know it's in China, but I keep my eyes on that. Because if China is going to be the guinea pig, they are already the guinea pig for this. If you don't think that the United States government is not watching what China is doing with this social credit score... I would not be surprised in the next five years we have something similar that comes to the United States. Watch Black Mirror on Netflix, America. It's an eye-opener. I would not be shocked if something similar like this would come to the United States. Especially in in the plight of all this Me Too movement and and feminism and and everything that's going on in this country. Uh, White nationalism. Like... I would not be surprised. Because I remember when China had cameras on their flip phones. And the United States didn't have cameras on their flip phones. And I'm going way back. If you if you're in your 20s, you don't know what I'm talking about, but for those that's my age, pushing 40 and up, we remember those days. Them Nokia phones, them Samsung phones from Verizon, uh, the, the flip phone with no camera. I remember when they put a camera on, I was like, "Wow." They got a camera on a phone, and people went crazy. I remember when text messaging started out on phones. But China was ahead of the curve always, just like with the smartphone industry. They was always ahead of the curve. Like we, like today, we could go into a store and uh, take like Amazon. We could buy something off of Amazon, or you go onto a Foot Locker app and buy, order some shoes and have it sent to your house. All right, well... Or you could go into a store and even use Samsung Pay or Apple Pay to uh, buy something from the store or PayPal, right? Okay, now listen listen to this, America. I remember when China was using their phones to buy Coca-Colas from the vending machines and buy items from their stores. They was doing that like three years, three or four years before we got that technology. Matter of fact, they, they did it longer than that. They was like five years ahead of the curve, maybe even six so what we're watching, and people might say, Well, that's China. Hey, look, I agree that's China. But mark my words, the United States government is watching. And they're thinking about the same thing. We're in a cultural shift in this country. And, and believe it or not, America, the government wants to monitor our people. You can think wherever you want. The government wants to monitor, they want to monitor our people. Cameras everywhere. Your cell phone. Like, hey, look, I love my cell phone. I can't live without my smartphone. I can't. I can't. I use it a lot. I check my shows. I check YouTube, my email. Like, I can't go back to an era where there was no cell phone. I mean, if something happened, like, in The Walking Dead, I mean, that's different. But, like, right now, I'm not in The Walking Dead. But my cell phone, I use it a lot. As a matter of fact, I use my cell phone more as a tool like a, a portable computer then I use it to talk on Because I really don't like talking to people on the phone I know I do podcasts And you probably figure like oh he's in the podcast He, he probably likes to talk Yeah if it's about something that interests me But for the most part I don't really like talking on the phone that much Like I see some people the phone up to their ears all the time like, eh, I don't, I, I'm, I'm watching YouTube I'm checking emails I'm surfing the internet I'm reading my Kindle books that's what I'm into, and that's what I use it for, but I'm not on there just running my mouth and talking. So, I'm not gonna hold you up any longer, America. I just want to put this past you. It's on NBC News, and if you look it up, put in uh YouTube, it's called Inside China Social Credit. How do you feel about this concept that they implement, and they say in the next four years, it's gonna be mandatory, and everyone's gonna have a social credit score? How do you feel about that? And how would you feel if it comes to America? Let me know. I'm on Facebook under the name Red Baron. I'm on Twitter, Boots on the Street Podcast. Let me know. My email is streets at gmail.com. Email me. Let me know. Let's have a dialogue. Let's, Let's talk about this. That's why I'm here for America. I cut these shows things that... Major news channels might overlook sometime. As much as we all rely on technology, this is a possibility. I mean, imagine if you go on someone's Facebook page and they only got like two friends. We already know what we pick when you go on and pay like, oh, what? they got two friends. Now imagine if you have a social credit score. Hmm, make you think. All right, America, this here's your host, the Red Baron of Boots on the Street podcast. Stay tuned. I have more shows coming later on this week. Good night. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free.